Hello, and welcome to Hardly Paranormal. I'm Jerry. I'm Lacey. And why are you mouthing that whenever I say my I name? I did not mouth that. You mouthed, I'm Lacey. <laughs> I want to be you. <laughs> Everyone does. I don't know why I do that. I think I'm a control freak. That's probably the most, <laughs> that's probably the most likely of scenarios. So, as some of you may have noticed, if you saw a post on Instagram, um, and I think Facebook, from a couple of days ago, we had teased what this episode was going to be about. And by tease, we mean psych, we're not doing that. Psych, we're not doing that. (laughs) The episode was originally going to be about sleep paralysis demons, but the episode got really dark and really not funny (laughs) or fun. So, we are going to do a sleep paralysis demon episode at some point. But this was a little too dark, and for reasons that we'll get into when we do that episode, it kind of hits a little too close to home on some things. So, wow, that's a weird beginning to this episode. Like, you want to be sad? No. <laughs> well, that's why we didn't do it. It was too sad. But we'll we'll find a way to make it less sad so that people can get their their yucks in. So instead, what we're going to be doing is so instead, what we're going to be doing for this episode is a cryptid that. While lots of people probably have never heard of it, a ton of people are incredibly obsessed with this cryptid. Uh, And that is the Michigan Dogman. Lacey, what do you know about the Michigan Dogman? Is he a dogman from Michigan? (laughs) Okay, two for two. (laughs) (laughs) We had originally set out to do something about werewolves, because werewolves are pretty interesting And there's actually a lot of real-life encounters of that happening. Uh, But in doing research on real-life werewolf encounters, I came across dogman stories. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why are they calling it a dogman and not a werewolf? Well, that's because they are very different. So are you ready to get into the history of the dogman? I am so ready. I'm howling for a dogman story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I've been dogging this story all morning. (laughs) You know what? I think dogging means something different in the UK. Uh Uh-uh. So, yeah, I think it means an uh uh-oh thing in the UK. We don't mean that. (laughs) We mean chasing after. Whatever it means, we don't mean it. (laughs) So, the dogman obviously is from Michigan. And was first, the first, like, recorded stories of the dogman are from 1887 in Wexford County, which is in the lower peninsula of Michigan. The, basically, the stories were that there was a bunch of... So the first story is about it, basically, that it was stalking this lower peninsula area around the Manistee River. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I am not from Michigan, so I literally learned the name of the river today. <laughs> uh, and the Odawa tribe, the Native Americans that were there, they had stories about seeing it and it stalking this area. Oh, sure. Everyone has stories. <laughs> Nazis did propaganda. <laughs> so the first uh, sort of non-folklore type of encounter that we have record of is from these two lumberjacks who were working in the area who said that they were attacked, uh, basically chased off the site, by a large creature with a man's body and a dog's head. <laughs> Which is why he's not a werewolf. He's a dog man. What if it's just a really ugly dude? Right, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, well, that just sounds like a bearded man (laughs) with no shirt on. Shit, I'm married to a dog, man. Is it? Oh, that's rude. (laughs) Is it like a, like a hobo, you know? (laughs) Like, was it like a hobo in like hobo clothes with the patch on the knee? Or was it like a naked person 
with like a pug's head on top. <laughs> oh my god, I hope it's a pug. <laughs> I want that. Because a lot of the, if you go to the websites, uh, like Cryptid Wiki and stuff like that, and you look at all the different uh, drawings that people have done, it's always a werewolf. It's always wait, 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 wait. What would be more scary? If, like, what if, what if it was a dog with a person's head? Would that be a man dog? A man dog? Like, so you mean like a dog, like with a... Like the person's head on the dog's body. Yeah. <laughs> like a reverse mermaid, you know? It's just not a reverse mermaid. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, then the next encounter happens in 1937 when Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs outside of Paris, Michigan. And one of the dogs, he says, stood up on two legs instead of four. I, I mean... Circus dogs do that. Circus dog, Regular dogs do that. I think... I'm saying the circus dogs with the tutus. Yeah, well, yeah, but this didn't... Well, to <laughs> his credit... did not mention if there was a tutu or not, so I'm assuming that there was a tutu. Yeah, it's kind of like the Schrodinger's uh, dog man kind of thing. Like, <laughs> unless, I mean, it, it both is and is not wearing a tutu, unless <laughs> otherwise confirmed or denied. And yes. neither of those have been done, so... <laughs> It's all, in all potential, he was attacked by five wild dogs. One was in a tutu and standing on two legs. Sort of the overlord of the wild dogs. But those are like some of the old times. And there's been uh, cases like this, or encounters like this, reported basically since then. There's a lot of talk that the dogman appears in a ten-year cycle. So every ten years he appears, but only on years that end in seven. 1887, 1937, 1957, and so on. Given what we know about cryptids, uh, and specifically about the Jersey Devil, where he developed a romantic relationship with a headless pirate ghost. Yeah, as do you one think, does. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't count how many pirate ghosts that, you know, I've got <laughs> in my my Rolodex of dates. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> Rolodex. Do you think that that's what the dog man is doing? Is he's not just appearing every 10 years like the creeper from Jeepers Creepers, but it's more like... We just see him because he's closer to civilization because that's when like his anniversary is with whoever his cryptid you love, know, interest, love is. interest is. And so he's got to go out and get some flowers and stuff. So they're seeing him like near town buying tutus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love how all of our cryptids are hopeless romantics. I mean, that's really if you were to look at people that have a difficult time with their love lives, who just don't have luck in love, but fall in love easily. They tend also to have a lot of cryptid-like behavior. Just sort of and features. Features. <laughs> well, people rarely see them. And then when they do, it's just really a story. <laughs> so the dog man, besides being described as having a man's body and a dog's head, is seven feet tall. Uh, sometimes it's bigger. Sometimes people will describe it as being a little bit taller than that. But, I mean, seven feet is the, the most common height. What is his body like? Because like, he's already seven feet. So like, if we could just ignore the dog head... Yeah, like, is he, going. is he ripped? Or is yeah. it, like, Hagrid? Like, <laughs> I mean, people are into Hagrid. I'm not body-shaming Hagrid. But oh, yeah. I want to know. Yeah. It's not important, but it's a detail that I'd like to know. Yeah, just for curiosity and scholarly <laughs> learning. science, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also as des- described as having blue or amber eyes. Those are different. Yeah, they're very different, which means it could be more than one dogman. 
Oh. Or he could have that uh, heterochromia where he has the two differently colored eyes. But it also means that people are getting close enough to it and in good enough light that they can see his eye color. Oh, that's a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, I work with people who I couldn't tell you their eye color right now. <laughs> but somehow, in the middle of the woods, when you're terrified and a weird man-dog beast shows up, you have enough presence of mind to catch a glimpse at his eyes and note the color. <laughs> yeah, I've been working with people I've been working with for like a year, and no one knew my eyes were green until I pointed it out on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> So I, I'd like to know uh, how you're gazing upon Dogman's face. To be fair, and not to um, not to downplay our own lives and our own personalities, but I think the Dogman might be a far more interesting and possibly charismatic individual than either <laughs> of us, which is why people are, you know, entranced by his blue. Yeah, people do want to see him, so he's different from <laughs> us. <laughs> I think if you come back from the store and you saw Dogman, you're like, you're never going to believe this. I saw Dogman. But if you see us, like, ugh, you're never going to believe who I saw this <laughs> That one hurts a little. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but... It's true. Um, he's described as bipedal, obviously, having the, the... That'd be weird if he was quadrupedal with the body of a man. Like, he was running around on all fours as a man, but with Ooh. a dog's head. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, that's, that's some rake territory. I don't need that. <laughs> with the, like I said, torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a man's scream. The more I hear the description of the dog man, the more I'm convinced. It's a homeless man. It's a drifter. Yeah. yeah. Wicked, 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 Jerry's doing a phone thing. I'm pulling up uh, some stories on my phone. So here's the thing. The Michigan dog man has a extensive fan club. People love the dog man. It's kind of like Jersey Devil for us. People just really love the dog man. Okay. If we get to a, a thousand downloads, I'll get a dog man tattoo. What? No. <laughs> Why not? That's ridiculous. I'm telling the truth, though. That's you'll you'll get a tattoo for any reason. So this isn't like a commitment thing. This is just an excuse to get a tattoo. Well, it's better. You'll than get any... it before the thousand uh, downloads for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures right now of Dogman tattoos. One of the first stories that I'm going to read is from a website called DogmanEncounters.com. This is not just a website that documents encounters all over the country, not just in Michigan. But they also have a podcast and a radio show. Um, yeah, they're, they're very into their dogman, for sure. Ew, who does a podcast? Just losers like us. So this one comes from Saginaw County, Michigan. Stop looking at dogman tattoos. I found one. I was arriving home to my apartment at 11.45 p.m. when I felt a presence by the wood line. I saw something looking at me, and then finally, I saw these two eyes. It seemed like it was stalking me, and I could only see eyes in the shape of its head. I really couldn't see its body, but instantly I felt fear and went inside my apartment. When I went inside, I started looking through the blinds, but just a little bit. I didn't want to move the blinds that much because I knew he knew where I was, so I didn't want to move the window blinds. I think he said that already. I think he said, I didn't want to move the blinds because I didn't want the blinds to move, so I didn't move them very much. <laughs> it's like when you have to um, do an essay for school and you just put a bunch of words in, <laughs> bump up that word count. Then I saw it heading my way. This beast looked like a bodybuilder, with a wolf or dog-like head. Because of its silhouette, this thing must have been seven or eight feet tall. It stopped just for a second, right in the front of my window, then it left. I've never feared for my life like I did that night. I guess that's it. What? Okay, so how far away was Dogman before he went inside? Because he saw just eyes. Alleged Dogman. So at the beginning of the story, what it sounds like is he saw a dog at the edge of his property, and he got scared and went in his house. And then it came out, and it looked like a bodybuilder. 
So that answers that question. <laughs> he's ripped. <laughs> so he's seven foot and ripped. Got it. And hairy. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> and it like kind of came out. It was very tall. And then it left. I don't really know. Yeah. How far was it? He didn't really say. And he said seven or eight feet tall. I mean, that's a huge animal. Yeah. And he doesn't also say when he saw it at the wood line, he said he saw the head, but he didn't say how high the head was off the ground. Wait, this is a bear. Right. Yeah. It's for sure a bear. Yeah. Because bears do look like bodybuilders. I mean, they, they're pretty ripped, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> or what he could mean is that, not that it had, you know, uh, definition, <laughs> but that it was just big. Yeah. Just a large animal. And this is Michigan, so yeah, they do have some big bears. I think they have black bears up there, which are not too big, but I think they do have some bigger bears. Yeah. It's pretty far north. I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna discount that it was a bear. <laughs> so this other one comes from Oceana County, Michigan. My encounter happened in February of two thousand and nine. In November two thousand and eight, I broke my arm and was basically stranded at home. I was unable to drive or work and was going stark raving mad with boredom. My best friend would drive 35 miles north from Muskegon to pick me up in Shelby. Just to... Wait. What? We're already starting out pretty bad. Because he's like homebound for like a year and he's going crazy and he's getting... No, no, not for a year. It's just a few months. Still. He's still. He's been stuck at home and he's going insane. So it's like, of course you're going to start seeing shit. I don't know the rest of this story, but I'm already saying... Nah. Well, I don't think he's going insane. I think he's bored. Stark raving bored sounds pretty... Well, he said stark raving mad, but that's... Oh. I, I don't think he literally means he was going insane. I'm just saying when... So he said, My best friend would drive the 35 miles north from Muskegon to pick me up in Shelby just to take me back to Muskegon for a visit at her home. She'd take me to dinner or out to see a movie, only to deliver me home to Shelby after whichever activity. It was truly a selfless act of love. One night, she was driving me home, and it was very late, well after 11 p.m. So we're seeing another post-11 p.m. encounter. We were on U.S. 31 northbound around the Rothbury area of Oceana County on the expressway. Being February in Michigan, the roads were naturally snowy, with scattered patches of ice and bare pavement. There was a small pickup truck in front of us, about five car lengths ahead of the car, when all of a sudden, we saw something on two legs dart out from the left, just in front of the overpass. It ran across the two-lane highway and hit the back of the small pickup in the rear quarter panel, causing the pickup to fishtail. Luckily, the driver of the small pickup regained control but didn't stop to see what collided with their truck. If anything, it seemed to pick up speed and get the heck out of there. My friend and I watched in utter astonishment as the creature finished running to the right and disappeared into the weeds and trees along the highway. It didn't even break stride after it hit the truck. We looked at one another, sat in silence for a moment, and then I said, Did you see that? And she said, Yeah, I saw it. We finished the ride to my house in silence, both lost in our thoughts. It looked like a giant dog or wolf. It was on its hind legs, not all fours, and it was at least seven feet tall. It had pointed ears, a kind of mane around its neck, much like a lion's mane. It was dark in color, and its hind legs looked like a dog's, which was even more pronounced as it was running, only on its hind legs. Its front legs were freely swinging as it ran, and it seemed to have a mouth slightly open. It had an elongated face, much like a collie face, with a long nose protruding from it. Its face was covered by longish hair, and the entire creature seemed to be covered in long hair, but I couldn't recall if it had a tail. Something tells me it didn't, but I can't recall for certain, so I don't want to say it did, when in fact, I'm not sure. We thought perhaps it may have been one of the Michigan dogmen that are said to be in our area. Being a former Native American area, we've heard the stories but never met anyone who had a first-hand encounter. 
It was always someone who knew someone who knew someone who saw something. But now, my best friend and I definitely saw it. We had a first-hand experience. And our encounter was brief and over in a matter of mere moments, but it was front and center of us, and we saw it clear as a bell. Okay, that's a bear with mange. I don't know about mange, but it, I mean, it's definitely a bear. Well, like, you can see, like, the it looks like dog legs. I feel like maybe if they didn't have hair, you would see, like, the legs, you know what well, I mean? Well, bear legs look a lot like dog legs. Like, bears and canines are very closely related. And they, they their legs do look a bit like a dog's leg. My issue with this particular encounter is the amount of time that they saw it in and the amount of detail they were able to absorb. Yeah. They're driving on a highway at night. It's dark. I mean, we've driven on highways at night, like in the country. You can only see what's right in front of the car. Like, yeah. You're not going to see a whole lot. And this thing apparently runs out, hits a truck. The truck fishtails, which it's snowy, so I can understand that. And then it just keeps going. And they, they see it just for a bit. So it's far enough ahead of them that the fishtailing truck didn't affect their driving. Like, they didn't say that they slowed down. Mm-hmm. And they could see how far its nose stuck out from its snout. That it had yeah. hair on its face. Like, a lot of things that you definitely would not see at night. In uh, the snow. In the snow, yeah. I mean, especially with your adrenaline going, like, you're not going to see all those details. No, I definitely agree. It's probably a bear. And I highly doubt that the truck ahead of them hit it. I'm thinking more the truck saw it and swerved a little, and yeah. that's what caused the fishtail. But that's about it. You know what's the weirdest part of this story? Why did he add all that thing about selfless love with that girl? <laughs> he could that's just such say... a weird part to put into that story, because I was waiting for something to, you know, come of that. Yeah. And nothing came of that. It said, like, I had to drive here and then back. They did it because, blah, blah, like, it was totally unnecessary. Yeah. You could just be like, one night we were driving. You know this girl totally liked me, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the real story there is this unrequited love. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. um, Dogman brought them together after they saw that. They, like, held each other because they were so scared. So, like, the dogman is some kind of... uh, Cupid. Cupid. Yeah. I mean, they they did say he's ripped. (laughs) (laughs) That could be. Yeah. But the the other description about the dog-like face and the mane... A lot of bears have, you know, sort of thick hair around their, their shoulders and their mm-hmm. necks. I mean, I can't account for it running full speed on its back legs, but it does sound like a bear. Know what's the scariest thing? When bears stand up and walk? Ooh, I hate that. But you don't me mean so scary. Uncomfortable. You don't mean scary like it's going to attack you. You mean scary like it makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> like... I would probably be more okay with a bear running towards me to attack me than watching it walk towards me. It's so scary. Well, the funny thing is, anytime I've seen bears that do that, where they stand up and they walk around, uh, they, they do look like a person in a costume. Yeah. Which, that lends a lot more credence to people seeing things that are anthropomorphic and going, oh no, it was definitely like a man. Because when you see bears walk on all fours, like it does really look like a person yeah i mean <laughs> not so much that you would mistake a bear for a person like if it put a hat on and went to the <laughs> bank like but enough that in the woods when you're a little afraid especially at night yeah you i would definitely say like, oh no it was a huge guy like i can yeah. see that so the next one we have is from washtenaw county in michigan and this one is a little bit longer and it is anonymous <laughs> Ooh. i have had three different encounters with three different creatures I know what I saw. When I was younger, I saw what looked like a wolf or a big German shepherd on its hind legs running through a very thick patch of woods. 
It only happened for a second, but I remember the long muzzle and the pointed ears distinctly. The second encounter was more exciting. It was late at night, after a small barbecue party at my uncle's farm, miles north of Ann Arbor. I was coming out of the barn to get some more food when I heard sticks breaking in the tree line to my right. My first impression was that one of the dogs got outside, so I went to go see if that was the case. I walked towards the sound and remember hearing the creature flinch because the movement stopped as I approached. I called out for the golden retriever and peered into the trees. The barn had spotlights facing the house and with the white paint job on it, they created a glow that allowed me to see better. About seven feet off of the ground, a long muzzle poked through the trees, followed by the full figure of this creature. It was only 20 feet away from me, so I got the full picture. It was tall and lean, but very muscular. It had a distinct brown pelt on its body, with blackish fur on its shoulders, huge paws for feet. But Wait, its hands... was he wearing a pelt, or he had a pelt? Yeah, I always thought a pelt was like the fur once you take it off the animal. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what he means here. Do you think it's like one of those hats that look like a wolf, you know? And then like he's wearing a pelt, like it... Like from Red Dead Redemption when you wear the fox hat? Exactly. Maybe. Very well could be. <laughs> but its hands looked like they had five fingers, so they resembled long human hands. Except for the fur and claws on them. Its head was the scariest. This thing had a huge set of canines. It looked like it was snarling, but I believe it was trying to smile. I could make out exactly- Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Ugh. <laughs> I couldn't make out exactly what its eye color was because of how dark it was, but they pierced into my soul. As the creature came into full view, I remember saying out loud to myself, Werewolf! I backed up slowly and the creature stood there like a proud man standing over a deer he had hunted. What? Hold on. That is such a specific reference. Hold on. So, this thing is smiling at him. And his eyes are piercing through his soul. All of these cryptids just want love. We are not giving them the attention they deserve and that they need. Do you think this is what that uh, park ranger, uh, Irwin, saw when he saw the Jersey Devil? He locked <laughs> eyes, actually, with just a New Jersey dog man. He's like, no, it was the Jersey Devil. And the dog man's like, man, I should have showed him who I really was. <laughs> no, I think all these cryptids are just, they're, they're misunderstood. And they're just, they're lonely. I love that he smiled. That's the silliest thing. I love that. I am for dog man, as I am with every cryptid. Because they need love. It watched me for about 30 seconds, but it felt like 30 minutes. That's when my father, uncle, cousin, and grandfather all came out. Was that the same person? <laughs> I was going to say, like, wow, no wonder this is anonymous. What a weird description for that individual. <laughs> I think he means a bunch of male members of his family. Yeah. When I tell you this thing ran, I mean it ran. It turned around, dropped all fours, and leapt into the forest, only making a slight noise. I told my cousin about it, but he didn't believe me. I knew my father wouldn't believe me because he doesn't believe in anything. What <laughs> a weird detail. He especially doesn't believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> my father's a nihilist. <laughs> Four days ago, in my own backyard, the same type of creature knocked on my window. My curtains were drawn to give me a view of the woods. I lived in the middle of a patch of woods near a fire road. I wasn't asleep yet and couldn't describe what was wrong, but I felt uneasy. I was trying to sleep when I heard a slight scrape at the house wall below my window. My window is eight feet off the ground. And when I sat up in bed to see what was going on, I saw the head of what can only be described as a werewolf in my window, which is only 10 feet from my bed. I cursed, jumped up, turned on the light, and grabbed my survival machete that I had in my closet. Wait, what's the difference between a regular machete and a survival machete? I mean, both of them would help you survive, I imagine. Survive what, though? Maybe regular machete- What's the difference, though? Does one have a compass in the handle? (laughs) One has rubber tips. (laughs) The the non-survival machete. I turned to see if it was still there, and it had disappeared. 
The next day, I went out to see if I could find any tracks or anything that might prove what I saw, but I never found a thing. And for about a day, I was unsure of myself when I heard about your radio show and decided that I should tell someone who can get the word out about it. Uh, and this is because they wrote into the Dogman Encounters radio show. What do you think about that one? I think that Dogman is in love with him and is just trying to, like, all these years he spent just trying to get to know him. Uh, and the story is unique in that it doesn't really follow a lot of the same Dogman tropes. Uh, usually it's just a human torso and a dog head. This one had, with, you know, kind of dog legs. This one had claws. It had a pelt, apparently. And it tried to smile. It also ran on all fours, which most of the other stories, it runs on two legs. How did you know it was trying to smile? Yeah, because if I saw a wolf snarling, I wouldn't go, oh, he's trying to smile. Like, because that's... That's how people die. That's how people... <laughs> that's also not a common werewolf thing. It's never like, oh, that misunderstood wolf man goes to the village, tries to smile at people, and everyone gets out the torches and pitchforks. Like... <laughs> that happens every time I smile. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> But also the fact that this thing was huge, it ran very quickly, and, like, nobody saw it. Like, no one has seen this thing, and it left no evidence, even though it was scratching his house. I like the idea of when it was peering through, you know, the, the, the brush or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was poking his little head out, trying to smile, bring it back. Kind of like that um, <laughs> that Homer Simpson gif of him going into the... <laughs> the hedge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, the second encounter that he has where it knocks on his window. So his window's open. It's very high off the ground. This thing is either on a stool or it climbed up the window, but it knocks on his window. But it knocks on his window, and it's like, what is it doing? Like, what is it? Is it stalking him in a romantic way, or is it? Yes, of course he is. (laughs) Every time we do a cryptid, I'm gonna find a way to make him into a romantic being. Honestly, it doesn't really seem like you have to. It seems like it writes itself, doesn't it? It really writes itself. I need someone to make me some fan art of um, just loving cryptids, just hearts all over the place. No, but I think it's like he lives in an area where there's bears. Honestly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And those bears fall in love with the dog man. <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of the dog man, um, both photographs and drawings. And the drawings are all pretty standard uh, werewolf, you know, kind of looking drawings. Have Which... you checked DeviantArt? No. <laughs> I, I care too much about my virgin eyes to <laughs> view deviant art. The drawings contradict a lot of the eyewitness accounts. The eyewitness accounts say that it had like the torso of a person and then a dog head. And a lot of the drawings are just a werewolf. Like just yeah. a fully furry from head to toe werewolf. The pictures are always really blurry. Like they were taken with a toaster. <laughs> and you can't really see any detail other than something that is vaguely dog-like. I mean, there's there's no good pictures of Dog Man that I've been able to find. Maybe he's just not photogenic. Like yeah, I, I would change say my so. Facebook picture like once every two years because I cannot take pictures. So it could be like that. I mean, that's why he has to engage in these awkward dating rituals of like stalking people <laughs> from the tree line because every picture he tries to upload to Tinder is just a blur, like just a mess. Basically, me dating in high school is how this guy rolls. <laughs> I'll just keep bothering you. I'll just follow them from the woods. <laughs> I'll knock on their window. So this last one uh, that I'm going to read is pretty interesting because this one is not from Michigan. This one is from Jackson County, Kansas. So it is local to us. Jackson County is not that close, but there aren't any much closer than that. <laughs> so you're saying he's hearing us right now? He could be. Oh. 
Before I say anything about my encounter, I just want to clarify that when I saw this thing, I went to Google and searched up what it was. I came across this website, and I found that another person in Jackson County had an encounter with something like this. So I know I'm not crazy. Yeah, I mean, multiple people hear voices in their head. It doesn't mean they're not crazy. Yeah. Not to say that this person is crazy, but that's not a great... That's not a good argument for yeah. crazy. I've been studying wolves and their behavior for about three years before I had this encounter. And I know that considering Jackson County is about 656 square miles with a population of 674,000, and it being practically infested with wildlife such as deer, livestock, and predators such as coyotes and foxes... Infested. Like... Yeah, that's just where they live, asshole. Yeah, like we came after. <laughs> that's like so sad. People say that about sharks. You know, they shark infested waters. I'm like, that's where they live. <laughs> where else are they supposed to be? You would consider that, like, oh, this, this mall is shark infested. Because I go, okay, fair enough. They're not supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> if you had livestock and deer and coyotes and stuff showing up, like, in the library, like, it's infested <laughs> with wildlife. Really, like, that area is infested with humans. That's, yes, take that. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, it wouldn't be likely for a large predator such as a wolf to be lurking in the sparse woodland. The average wolf territory is between 13 and 2,400 square miles, and it'd be easy for such a huge creature to live just in Jackson County alone. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree there when he says that the average, uh, like, rain territory can be up to 2,400 square miles. That's a really large area, um, and I'm not sure that wolves like a lone wolf uses that much space because he's saying like a wolf yeah could be in this area and it's like if it is though that's highly unusual like a singular wolf is really not that common so i'm, I'm not really well, sure i mean they have a term for it called lone wolf yeah but <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't imply normalcy for the for the lone wolf they're pack animals like they're they're instinctually pack animals so i think that's a little bizarre for him to say that you know the lone wolf could be hunting in that one area. I'm also not sure that we have wolves in Kansas. Like, we might in, like, the northwest part of Kansas or, like, the far west near Colorado. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, we just have coyotes and foxes. This may even be the very same dog-wolf-man thing that the other person saw. Anyway, on to the encounter. I was just chilling on my laptop in the living room, watching people blow stuff up, when I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Is, is that a detail that we, like, for sure need? It confirms that the person is definitely from Kansas, though. <laughs> I set the laptop down, and I put my headphones on the keyboard, and got out of the chair. Let me clarify. I am not a bloody psychic or a medium or anything, but I have a sort of sixth sense where I can tell if something is watching me, and I knew something was. That it's would being be... a human! <laughs> well, not just that, like, I don't have, uh, I'm not psychic or anything, I don't have a sixth sense, but I can sense when people are watching me. It's like... <laughs> I think that might be a psychic ability, bud. But also, yeah, you can kind of sort of tell when someone's watching you. Yeah. Especially if you're on your laptop with your headphones in watching stuff get blown up. Like, someone's definitely staring at you. Like, there's definitely a song about it. We have a huge window on the wall just above the couch, and it was a particularly cold night, so the windows caught things like breath fairly well. I turned to the window, thinking that whatever it was watching me from there, and I knew I'd see it if it was, we have motion-sensing floodlights. And it'd have to be either standing or something... Or as tall as the devil himself in order to see into the window of our trailer. So I'm not having a hard time reading this. This literally is just poorly written. I'm not trying to attack this person's uh, command of grammar and syntax. But this is very hard to read with the creative word choices and sentence structure that they have chosen. By creative, you mean none. <laughs> 
Well, and he says that uh, it was about six to eight feet off the ground, with the top of it being about 11 feet. This window is about six to eight feet off the ground. And he says he lives in a trailer. I've I've almost never seen a trailer with windows that high. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, he must be in some kind of really fancy one that's like <laughs> really high up or something. I looked over to the window and the only thing I could see was that the floodlights were on and something seemed to duck under the window, like a kid playing hide and seek. I didn't think anything of it, considering our neighbors were sort of druggies and alcoholics and often came to look in our windows. Pardon? That is a crazy detail that you just kind of sprinkled into the story. Like, eh, druggies and drug addicts are always coming and checking out our house, looking through the windows. It's like, what? <laughs> like, that's a surefire way for me to be like, no, that's not, you didn't see an animal, you saw someone on drugs. Uh, very possible. Yeah, very possible. So he says they often came to look in the windows, and every opening to the house was locked, so I had nothing to worry about. I went to the bathroom. When I finished, I washed my hands and went back to the laptop. I noticed that the floodlights went out, so whatever it was, was gone. Not thinking anything else of it, I went back to watching people blow stuff up. I should mention also that my eyes are sharp. Sharp enough to spot a bird about 50 feet in a tree. So it's no surprise that when the floodlights came back on, I noticed immediately. So he's saying that his eyes are really sharp. That is a weird flex. Well, I mean, it makes sense if he's trying to say that he saw something far off in the tree line or something like that. And was like, oh, I have really good eyes. So, like, I noticed it right away. But he's trying to say that because his eyes are so good, that's why he noticed a light come on outside. <laughs> oh, man, my eyes are bomb. My eyes are insane. Like, are the lights on right now, though? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really tell. I glanced up from the screen, expecting a drunken or high idiot to be looking in with a stupid expression on his face. Well, that's not nice. That's also someone... That's This has happened before. Like, this has definitely happened <laughs> before. That's not nice. Don't be mean. Don't be mean to junkies. Well, you don't have to attack their looks. But I was frozen by what I saw. It was a huge, huge wolf that was looking at me with dirty, ambery yellow eyes. Dirty? Like he had dirt around them or like the amber color was not like... This guy is very judgmental of the appearance of things in the woods. Yeah. I think this whole him having this can spot a bird at 50 feet thing has gotten sort of high on his own ability to observe things. <laughs> Its ears looked like they were torn or cropped or something, and the face looked sort of human-like, but more like the jawline looked very masculine and human compared to the rest of its face. Its lips were curled back, and it seemed as if it were snarling, though I couldn't hear it if it was, and its breath caught on the cold glass. It was so tall that the top of its head was halfway up the window, and if I had to guess how wide it was, I'd probably say maybe the width of my shoulders. The head or the whole thing? Also, how wide are his shoulders? Yeah. We can't gauge that kind of measurement, because, like, we don't know if he's, like, a little guy or a big guy, or... Also, its head is as wide as his shoulders? That's a mat. That's like... That's like a hippo. Oh, maybe not a hippo. That's a big animal. That's a very big animal, which I think is what I was thinking his shoulders were the size of the thing's shoulders. No, he said it's the head. Ew, I don't like that. That's a big head. Wow, now he's being judgmental about looks. <laughs> I knew that whatever it was, it most likely had wolfish instincts. So I did the only thing I knew to do which was to avoid eye contact and make yourself look as small as you could whilst having your throat and underside showing. Um, what? I'm sorry. What was the beginning of that again? He knew that whatever it was, it most likely had wolfish instincts. Okay, um, how are his special eyes coming to that conclusion? I also don't understand what that means. Like, oh, I bet it has wolfish instincts. Like, how many things does he apply this to? He's <laughs> like, so I knew I had to avert my gaze and lay on my belly, with my belly and throat exposed. It was like, how has a junkie not mugged him in his own neighborhood already? Yes. Does he see like a like a drunk or a, a, a druggie just kind of wander out of the woods and he's like, oh crap, 
I bet he has wolfish instincts. <laughs> just lays on his back, averts his eyes. Do what you must. My you wallet's think, in my back pocket. Do you think the junkie is like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> this junkie with his giant head. <laughs> or it's a big hat. It could be one of those hats from Red Dead. Yeah. This is a very common submissive position. And although I was scared out of my mind, I knew that holding eye contact would make me seem like a challenger, and running would make me seem like prey. When I did the submissive position, it must have worked for it to leave me alone because it just hit the window, which made the entire trailer shake, and it went away. Wait, it hit the tra- it hit the, the window so hard that the trailer shook, but the window didn't break? Yeah. And also, do you think he left because, like, wow, this guy's a pussy? Or he was like, ugh, weird, I'm out of here. <laughs> Like, he was just kind of knocking on the window, like, hey, what's up? He's like, he saw him lay down like a dog, and he's like, uh, never mind. I got drugs to go do. I hadn't heard or seen anything else like it since. Although I do hear the odd howl coming from the back roads. God help the poor idiot that decides to try and hunt this thing down. I can tell you know that whatever it was was not friendly, because if it were, it wouldn't have slammed my window as hard as it had. It would not have been growling like I'd taken its food. Although- he didn't hear it, though. Yeah, he said he didn't hear it. He said it snarled, but he couldn't hear any noise. Maybe he's got these, like, big double-pane soundproof glass windows or something. That... Veteran trailers. Well, he... well, he's got druggies and junkies and alcoholics outside, but he doesn't want to hear them, so he puts in these really fancy windows. In a trailer. In a trailer. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know his life. <laughs> to be fair, though, putting fancy windows in a trailer is so Kansas. <laughs> y- you know what? Yeah, yeah. Although it practically did assault my window, I could understand why it was upset. I was on its territory, after all, an intruder, and possibly a threat to its existence and its prey. It's really just best to say out of its way and respect it. After all, it's one of God's many strange creatures in the world. Um... So tell me what you think about that awesome story. What? Okay. Okay. That's definitely like a drug addict. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And this guy's reaction to it is so blasé. He's just like, he's hanging out in his house... And a large eight to ten foot creature shows its shoulder width head in his window. And it looks like a wolf. It's snarling. And his first reaction, he lays on his back in a submissive position. It bangs on the window and runs away. And he's like, Kip serves me right. Like, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous encounter I've ever heard. Wait, do you think it's like an alcoholic with a drug dealer on top on his shoulders in like a trench coat? It's definitely two dudes. One on the other guy's shoulders with a gigantic fur hat. Yes. Because this all, I mean, honestly, like, staring through a window like that and then banging on the window when the person inside acts like they've been wounded. (laughs) That's some drug addict behavior. Like, I could imagine a junkie doing that. I think if the dog man was, you know, prowling, he was just eating the drug dealers and stuff. Like, there's, there's easier prey all over the place and there's no fatalities. Well, also he says, he's like, well, I'm on its territory. Like, he's on your property. Yeah. I don't think he understands how uh, habitat destruction works. (laughs) Like, yeah, they'll come back and they'll go through your trash. But, like, the thing isn't thinking on those terms. The the dog man isn't just like, hey, this guy might be a threat to my prey. I better go harass his window. I wonder if the dog man has wolf-like instincts like uh, this man had so cleverly pointed out. Or, like, is it, like, a dude who is a dog? Like, does he have, like human thoughts oh like if the dog man is a real thing yeah does he think like a dog or does he think like a man yeah i think he thinks like both because i think if he thought like a man he would go get a job he would try to acclimate to society (laughs) but if he thinks just like a dog he would also try to acclimate to society because dogs love people 
Maybe that's why he was trying to smile. Because, I mean, ultimately, he is man's best friend. And, and wants pets. And man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's his own best friend, like, uh, like a mog. <laughs> Aw, I like that. <laughs> so I found the story that he was talking about, the one that encouraged him to write. Since it was summer break for my school, I was lazily lounging at home watching TV. That's This seems like most Kansas stories start with, <laughs> I was just watching TV. <laughs> I got bored, so I went outside to see if I could do anything with my chickens. Like feed them worms and snails. Before I go into more detail, though, I should explain the area I live in. My home is on the outskirts of the city I live in. I had five or seven chickens at the time, and we hadn't expanded the coop, so it was a small pen connected to two sides of the chicken coop, which is wooden and sturdy. And only ways to get into the coop is either through the trap door attached to the big door and the three windows. One window is on one side of the door, and the second window is on the other side. The third window is a large window. Keep in mind that they all have traps connected to them, so they can be closed. We have seven acres of woodland that we call the back pasture. And if you've ever been back there, you could see that it's a popular habitat for the local deer. There's also a wild boar that was once roaming around at the time, and I didn't know how it got there. We've been having trouble with poachers for a while, considering the population of deer in the woods. One poacher had set up a trail cam, one that was motion-activated. There was an old rusty deer stand that had been put in a tree a long time ago, and the tree had begun to grow around it. Beyond our acres of woods, there's a large cornfield owned by our neighbors, and beyond that is a forest. I don't know what the forest is like beyond the field since we've never been there. I went outside to do something with my chickens, and I had brought along a bucket of corn for feeding the deer after. So that's pretty... This sounds like, you know, pretty standard, like, people living out in the country, Kansas kind of thing. Yeah. I like the, the amount of detail that he goes into with the coop, though. Because on the surface, it seems like it's unnecessary, but I, I feel that the the dimensions and the points of entry for the coop are going to come into play in the story later. Hmm. And that's a level of detail that lends some credence to the idea that something definitely came on his property and caused a ruckus. Yeah. When I walked out of my home, I saw a doe that was sitting in the tall grass. I thought it was sleeping since it had its head down and wasn't moving. I, being the curious little nut I was, a, a okay, sentence, man. <laughs> a sentence caught me off guard, decided that I would sneak up on the deer and get a picture of it to show to my mother when she got home from work. I crept as silently as I could across the yard that separated me from the deer. I should also mention that we have a clearing with a burn pit that was filled with cedar branches. I was creeping across my yard towards the deer, and when I had cleared the burn pit and was about ten yards from it, I realized that the deer wasn't asleep, but it was dead. Dun, dun, dun. I suspect murder. <laughs> it was the most disgusting sight I had ever seen. Its intestines were completely gone, the flesh on the body of the doe shredded to pieces, and blood absolutely everywhere. It looked as if it had been sitting there for a while, and it smelled like it too. Most of the blood was dried, and the air reeked of the stench of rotting flesh, urine, and what seemed like the hint of wet dog. Gross. That's a, a lot of nasty smells. <laughs> Ugh. Something that creeped me out about the scene was although it was a rotting carcass, there were no insects around it. It was as if the usual lively forest was deader than the deer. I don't think, I think, isn't it when like something scary is around, the birds go away, but not the bugs. Yeah. Bugs don't care. They have no sense of fear. Not even the neighbor's cattle made a sound. It looked as if the poor deer had simply been left after being brutally attacked and half eaten, which it most likely was. I left the bucket at the beginning of the trail, thinking that I would come out later with my mother and grain the deer when she got home. I don't know what graining a deer is. Leave us a comment. What is graining a deer? <laughs> Just throwing grains at it. You're <laughs> then, I started to walk back to my house, and I'd barely taken a few steps when I heard a low, snarling growl that sounded like a wolf. Although it seemed distorted as if it was being played on an old radio. What? 
I think he's just never heard a wolf before, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, not that wolves sound like they're on old-timey radio, but... <laughs> Goldsmith's like, come get your lucky strikes. <laughs> that's That's be horrible for the last thing a deer hears before a wolf kills it. Come get your dapadan hair pomade. <laughs> <laughs> Against my better judgment, I turned my head around, and I saw what looked like the biggest freaking wolf I'd ever seen. It was on all fours, its fur was black and matted in places, and its face is what you'd expect a wolf to look like. So a wolf. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm hearing that right, right? Like, it's just a wolf? Although it was broad and the muzzle seemed a little short. Although the way it was curling its lips made me look at its snout was plenty long. And its eyes were yellow. Not a bright yellow like the yellow of a flower or the sun, but a dim amber, red yellow, if that makes sense. It does not. It does not make sense. No. Not bright like the sun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it had high beams for eyeballs. <laughs> That's just such a weird description. Its ears looked like that of a Doberman pincer, with the cropped effect. Its front legs were long, and it looked as if it were a bodybuilder. Its paws, if you can call them paws, looked like huge hands with long claws at the end of them. It stood up, and I heard the most sickening popping sound you had ever imagined. It sounded like the sound of popping joints, but it seemed amplified as if it were being played through a microphone and the sound was coming out of loudspeakers. That's just being 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real horror, is that the dogman is middle-aged. Like, mine do that too, bitch, you ain't special. Its body looked like a bodybuilder's pumped up on steroids, it was so big. It had no tail, that I could tell. And it seemed to tower over me, although I was a good ten meters from it. I was about five foot four inches at the time, and I came nowhere close to its height. It was so tall that the tip of its ears could almost touch the top of a young cedar. It let out a loud howl, which sounded more like a roar, and it charged at me. Okay, so this is a bear. Yeah, it's so weird that um, none of these dogmen have tails, like a bear. No tail, cropped ears, and a short snout. Like a bear. Like a bear. Yeah, like this is definitely, he's like, and a little bit of a howl that was more like a roar. And I'm like, so it didn't howl at all, right? Like it just roared at you, like a bear. Doing the only thing I knew to do while hyped up on fear and adrenaline, I began to run away from it. I remember clearing my yard in what seemed like hours, but was almost likely a few seconds. And running inside, slamming and locking all the doors and windows. As I calmed down a little bit, I'd realized that if it had really wanted to kill me, that it would have. That what I had experienced was not an attack charge, but a bluff. I was lucky to get away with my life. You know what the biggest problem with this is? He didn't do a submissive stance. He didn't curl into a ball. Yeah, he didn't curl up into a ball. He didn't lay on his back and expose his belly and genitals. Which doesn't really sound like a survival tactic. I think this is propaganda being spread by the dog man. Like, if you ever encounter a dog man, just lay down and relax. <laughs> Let it all happen. It doesn't really sound like a way to survive. So what do you think about the dog man encounters so far? Um, I'm not going to say, like, definitively it's bears. But, like, it's bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bearologist. But, but you do know bear instincts. I know bear instincts, which is... Drop your picnic basket, <laughs> step away from said picnic basket, and no one gets hurt. <laughs> oh shit, it might be a bear. So there's one last story about the dogman that I've saved for last because it's so freaking important. Okay. And this is about a man named Steve Cook. Now, we don't know who Steve Cook is because we don't hear him on the radio. But in 1987, Steve Cook released a song on a local radio station in Michigan called wag the dog man and it was about this legendary dog man and steve cook says that he made the song up and he made up all the details it was a hundred percent from his imagination and that before then he'd never heard anything about a dog man whatsoever 
And it actually wasn't until after this song was released in 1957, and uh, he later added verses to the song in the 90s, that reports started to come in. He said that he got hundreds of letters and phone calls at the radio station with people saying that they had seen the Dogman. And all the stories that happened before 1987, there's really no record of them anywhere. Hmm. They've kind of become part of folklore. They're just a local legend. So, that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it it really, uh, it sounds to me, I mean, obviously people are seeing bears. Yeah. I haven't really heard a story that doesn't sound like a bear. And I've read other ones when I was doing my research. It all sounds like bears. Not bears. (laughs) But also the, the stories where people have something that is outside of what you would think of as a bear, like mm-hmm. the smiling, the running away uh, after being hit by a car, I think is just exaggeration. Yeah. Especially like the one where the, the, the guy saw the truck hit it. Like, no way. It was at night. It was on a highway. Like, I don't believe that. And the guy who saw it behind the barn, like he has no other witnesses whatsoever <laughs> and no other evidence of it whatsoever. So I think he might have saw a bear and then the story kind of got built up from there. I like that this pretty much happened because of a song. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, like, there was, like, a rash of werewolf sightings after Shakira's (laughs) She-Wolf? Like a female wolf? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened here. You know what I'm going to start now. Legend of She-Wolf. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Write in with your She-Wolf encounters, any (laughs) encounters that you may have had, anytime you, you know, sightings, whatever. Uh, We need to get the bottom of this, what this She-Wolf thing is all about. Or if you have any uh, interactions to Shakira, that's also just as cool. Like, Shakira, what is she? (laughs) What does she want? (laughs) (laughs) Do her hips, in fact, lie? Or do they compel others to tell the truth? Ooh. But I really think that this is uh, a case of this story um, started with the song about this dogman creature that was a, a, a legend of Michigan. And then people started seeing. What? Wait, 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 wait. What if this is all propaganda to make us think like people saw the dog man and they're like, no, we need to keep this under wraps. It was like a, like a genetic experiment. And they're like, oh, this guy will make a song about it. Oh, so he's like part of this propaganda machine, misinformation machine. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, I could, I could buy that. Maybe not that it was a genetic experiment, but that the government paid a hackney musician to make a song in order to distract the public. I could believe that. But also, like, if anyone's listening out there, I will make um, a hack song about anything as long as you pay me. So it's like, if you need me to cover up some stuff, like, I'm available. (laughs) I'm available for government cover-ups, birthday parties, and bar mitzvahs. (laughs) But I think as people are seeing bears and they now have this foreknowledge of the dog man in their head. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, I bet it was the dog man that I saw. Or, Or maybe wanting to feed the legend a little bit. Yeah. Fortunately, Dogman, not paranormal. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. He's hardly paranormal. I oh, gotta hate this place so much. <laughs> so something I'd like to do for this episode that we don't normally do is I'd like to make some recommendations. There are a lot of podcasts out there that you can listen to, but I have found two recently that I really like and I really enjoy and I'd like to share with you. Uh, one is called Old Timey Crimey, and this is a wonderful true crime historical podcast done by uh, a pair from Pennsylvania. They have a really hilarious take on some old time crimes. I just listened to their episode on HHH Holmes and it is Triple H Holmes (laughs) and it is hilarious. 
as well as horrifying but it's definitely worth a listen especially if you like old true crime stories but also um i need to pet cthulhu if you want to get in touch with us <laughs> what? his cat oh right right <laughs> uh the other one that i want to make a recommendation for is sort of in the same vein of sort of old-timey true crime stories called The Poisoner's Cabinet. Uh, that is a really good one if you like booze, old-time crime, and a hysterical, maniacal woman shouting through most of the podcast. You will absolutely <laughs> love that one. Uh, those two, it's Sinead and Nick, are very, very funny, and they have a real big breadth of knowledge of the subject matter that they're talking about. To the point it's a where little concerning. It's a little concerning, yeah. The, they know a little too much about poisons for me to not be concerned. Wait, 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 wait. They could start poisoning people and then old timey crimey can um, cover it in years to come. That's a good idea. I think they're feeding into each other's podcasts that way. I love that. <laughs> can we get in touch with them? Figure it out? So we got our very first review on iTunes and the caption is absolutely hysterical. Thank you. And it's from Cubbycake7917. And they say, I love every episode. Perfect combination of comedy, suspense, and information. Jerry and Lacey compliment each other well. I started to listen to each episode multiple times. Highly recommend. So thank you for that. That's awesome. That's our first review. One review in the bag. But please let them all still be nice. Yeah, please. All the reviews need to be nice or we will come to your house and arrest you. <laughs> we will contact the Jersey Devil and make him fall in love with you. And it's going to be a bad time for you. I will sick dog man on you. <laughs> If you like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HardlyParanormy with a Y. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at HardlyParanormal. And you can like and join our Facebook group, Hardly Paranormal. There is no password. We're open to anybody. <laughs> Mostly uh, cryptids. Dogman, Sasquatch. Jersey Devil. Sometimes. <gasps> he's in a relationship. There's a headless ghost pirate that he's involved with. Oh, you need that's to respect true. That. I'm sorry. Just a hussy. Homewrecker. <laughs> Also, you can subscribe, like, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Spotify and pretty much anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments or you want to send us suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at hardlyparanormal at gmail.com. So we will see you guys next time. And remember, it's probably just the wind. Call me Dogman. <laughs>